My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, now more than ever. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more up front there? That is soprano Dr. Gail M. Robinson Aturo, accompanied on the piano by Roland M. Carter. You won't find a friend like Jesus. True that. No hashtag required. And as I've always said on this show, if hearing me talk about Jesus and God offends you, I don't care. Uh, Music is one of the reasons I believe in God. I just don't think if we were these evolutionary biological creatures, we would have created this beautiful art form that you heard up front in the setup. As I've said many times on this show as well, the interviews that you hear on the program are a small portion of the overall conversations that I've had with our guests. And I wish, I wish you could have heard every single conversation I've had with Dr. Aturo. This is someone that loves music. This is someone that loves teaching music. This is somebody that loves singing and performing music, and she is perhaps the most distinguished guest that we've ever had on the Power Performance Podcast in the 11 years and over 555 episodes that we've been doing this show. Absolutely wonderful person to talk to. She is a musical teacher up at Austin P. State University. Let's go P. Be a governor up in Clarksville, Tennessee. Yes, we're going back to Clarksville. I'm from a generation that saw the first Star Wars in 1977 and loved it, but before Star Wars, there was something called Star Trek. They had reruns of Star Trek, William Shatner, Captain Kirk, Leonard Nimoy, and Clarksville, to me, has been like an episode of Star Trek where you land on this planet, the planet of Clarksville, and all the people on the planet are exceptional. And so speaking of exceptional, I want to send a quick shout out to my friend and colleague, Condra Smalley, who put me in contact with Dr. Oturo K. Smalls. So thank you so much for that, because you are in for a treat today. Our interview with Dr. Gail M. Robinson Aturu uh, is going to cover a lot of things. She has not just worked in academia. She has been a performer, an international performer. I've got her bio linked right there in the episode description. I would read you all of her accomplishments, but the podcast would be about seven hours long if I did that. And she is kicking off what we are calling the Summer of Music. This has always been a banking show, yes, But most of all, it has been a show about performance. The same skills and techniques that it takes to put on a great live musical or dramatic performance, teamwork, harmony, everybody knowing their part, the people behind the scenes being just as important as the people on the stage, all of those skills will will also enable you to put on the best banking performance for your audience 
to keep them wanting more. We've got Dr. Gail coming up after the break, and we're going to do it all right after this. This is conference quality information without the rubber chicken dinner, without the death by PowerPoint, and without the expense report. This is the Power Performance Podcast. And to kick off the summer of music, we're going up to Clarksville, Tennessee, to visit with Dr. Gail M. Robinson Aturu. Hey, Dr. Gail, how are you? I'm doing just great, Jason. How are you? It is so The entire studio audience wants to know where they can get a 20-ounce lemon ginger spinach wellness smoothie. Uh, that is just, uh, that's how you're getting power before we did the show today. You told me you were getting a smoothie. Is that one of your favorites? Oh, it is. It's nutritious. It's calming. I love it. As one of the foremost experts on music that we've ever had, I wanted to ask Dr. Arturo, who is a classically trained musician, I believe that classical music is the reason we have top 40 music and Spotify and iTunes. I believe there is no popular music without classical music, and I asked Dr. Arturo if that was true. Well, that's a a hard question for me after you just said I was the most distinguished person. (laughs) That's a hard (laughs) question because I'm not sure that I know what classical music is or that I agree with the premise. Let me tell you why. Because I hear music in everything, and I think Mm. anything that's timeless is classic. And that's classical music to me, no matter what the style is. So if we're thinking classical music as the Western European culture, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do agree that there's folk music, that um, there's music in nature, and that's what I call classical music, and that all of this has pitch, harmony, expression. And so, yes, I will say from that standpoint, classical music is a forerunner of popular music. First of all, let me say, I apologize for some of the background noises you're hearing. As soon as you get the guest you've always wanted on the show, one of the microphones went down, and so I'm fixing that while I'm doing the interview. Whether we can find a a, a yes or no answer to whether classical music is the forerunner of popular music, one thing that cannot be denied is one of the most popular forms of music and is uniquely American is Motown music, Detroit City. Dr. Gale told me that was one of her favorite genres, as it is mine from the earliest days of my listening to the old AM-FM transistor radio. I asked her, what are some of your Motown favorites? Oh, I would say Gladys Knight in the Pit. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not Georgia, yes. Yes, if I was your woman and you were my man, yeah, my man. neither one of us wants to say the be the first to say goodbye. Oh, say I goodbye. love that night. And I'm not sure if she was kids. actually Motown, but um, I just love hearing her in, in, in high school and college. 
I don't know what the guests are going to say when I ask these questions, but when she said Gladys Knight and the Pibs, had I not been doing the show standing up, I would have fallen right out of my chair. One of my absolute, absolute favorites going way back to the early and mid-1970s. I love Motown music. I love R&B. It evokes so much emotion and feeling and love and affection and heartache. And music does that. Music has that ability to take us back or take us back to favorite memories or even heartaches at times. And so I asked Dr. Gale, are there songs that take you back to a certain place in time? Oh, boy. I don't know which is my favorite. It just, but yes, there are songs like that. Um, and no. Uh, I, I remember, what is it, what was it? There's a thin line between love and hate. Love and hate. And, and there was a little dance. And, that, yep. 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 There was, <laughs> have you seen her? And then even further, oh. even before Motown, Louis Armstrong with that, hello, Dolly. <laughs> and it's a wonderful world. That reminds oh. me of my of my dad. Um and then just wow. some words to it. He was a Louis Armstrong and Mills Brothers um, person. Um, the Louis Armstrong. And then we came along my... dancing to James Brown. So you know, they, so those, those folks were entertainers. They weren't just singers. They, they were entertainers. They were. It wasn't just musical art for art's sake. Um, and it it just like you say it puts you in a mood or brought back a certain memory or um, released a certain emotion. You mentioned yeah. your dad, so, Louis yeah. Armstrong. When I when I think about my my grandmother on my mother's side, my French grandmother Rita Duquette, one of her favorite artists of all time, before Elvis, before all the other stuff, was Nat King Cole. She thought he oh, was my the goodness. greatest singer of all time. And when she would play me, and the young people are going to have to Google this, when she would play me his records, his albums <laughs> in 45, I agreed. I wished I could croon like that. And it became one of my absolute favorites. So for all the generations that I can remember, it's so much of it for me goes back to Motown. I will tell you, one of the first songs I remember hearing on the radio, this goes back, it's going to sound like a million years ago to some people. This goes back to the early 1970s. Sammy Davis Jr. had a hit called The Candyman Can. The Candyman Can, The Candy. I love that song because what kid doesn't like candy? And so I became a big Sammy Davis Jr. fan subsequently many, many years later when that great movie, The Black Panther, came out, and I heard about this place called Wakanda, all I could think of mm -hmm. was the Stanley Davis Jr. song, Wakanda Fool Am I. You know, it was just one of those things. It was like, I love Stanley Davis. <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> that, is, that is great. Next, I asked Dr. Gale about her career as a classically trained soprano and recitalist and international performer because she's performed all over the world. I have. I'd, yes. I, I I have one one never thinks they've sung enough, but um, but I've I've been fortunate to to sing primarily as a recitalist. Um, right. 
and uh, had the good fortune to sing with the London Symphony um, Orchestra in an international festival. So that was exciting for me. Um, I sing in churches. I sing and and recitals at school, community events, um, conferences. So I just get to sing in various places, gotten to sing in, in Italy and France and a few places. So, yeah. In addition to her career as an international recitalist and as a musical academic, Dr. Gale has also worked in the business world. And I asked her, how did she transfer those skills of a musician to the business world? To me, it was, it, it, there were so many transferable skills. If I if I sang in a choir, which I did a lot of choral singing, and um, you one has to be be independent and know one's own part, and not be swayed by another voice part. So there's mm. there's that skill of working in a team, being independent but yet working in a team knowing how your part, if you're, one is in an opera, one needs to know how their part and their character relates to another. So that's also team building. I was a computer programmer, analyst, hmm. um, and one needs to be able to understand the whole picture and yet have attention to detail. The devil is in the detail. And right. that's what happens in, in music. There has to be, in, within all that emotion that, that comes through the, the, the music, there has to be a centering of self. So there was a serenity of the mind in order to really see, digest, and then produce. Um, yeah. it, it was a wonderful training, a training of, of endurance, detail, serenity of the mind, teamwork, and yet independence. Although Dr. Gale couldn't tell me exactly when she started singing, she mentioned that she came from a very musical family. There was music in my family. My um, paternal side, uncles would come down and they played piano and cousins. And my mother had a sense of, of music, but no one professionally. So mm-hmm. everyone thought it was so cute for all of our family to, <laughs> and all of my siblings and I would, would sing a hymn, one of my mother's favorites, I Come to the Garden Alone. And so we oh, harmonized that. So, so I was singing there. Elementary school didn't have a dedicated music teacher, and there was a little choir there, and I did a little there. And then it wasn't until I really wanted to be a pianist. And so it mm. wasn't until I went to junior high school, and um, I just feel so fortunate that the public schools had had music in it, and the orchestra director offered anybody who wanted to play an instrument that they would take them out of class for a half hour every week or every other week 
and start them on that instrument. And mine was piano, which he said it was his least favorite instrument. So I started playing the piano. Didn't get too far. And the funny part about how I started singing is when I was in the ninth grade, um, and I actually made the orchestra. I think he felt sorry for me as a third pianist. My friends, who I, whom I wrote the bus home with, were in the choir. And they said, well, why don't you audition for the choir? Because you know we can't play an instrument, so we'll have somebody to ride home with because the choir and orchestra met on different days. So that's when I auditioned for the choir and started singing, but never really got solos until high school. So I sang, but I, my talent was not recognized until until high school, and I didn't school, believe no. in it until maybe my senior year. One of my one of my absolute favorites. I come to the garden alone. I come to the garden alone with the dew is still on the roses. My voice I hear falling on my ear. The Son of God discloses. Folks, you do not want to play. Uh, name that tune when it comes to Motown or old school gospel because I will win that game every single time. We've got a lot from this interview that we're going to have throughout the summer of music. For the sake of brevity, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we couldn't include in the first episode. I'm hoping that Dr. Gale will come back from time to time on the show. I'm hoping to meet her in person when I get up to Tennessee this summer and maybe even listen to her perform live and record a live performance. She's very involved in live performances there in Clarksville with the Clarksville Community Concert Association, and I know she's looking forward to getting back to normal doing live events. And so I asked her in closing, if you could get everybody in an auditorium or the biggest stadium on earth and sing one song in that beautiful soprano voice, what song would it be? Hmm. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what's actually ringing in my ear and my heart. At this point, I was the uh, director of the First Christian uh, Church in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and yet and Sunday they sang the most beautiful, with just such inspired voices, Richard Smallwood's Total Praise. It was so powerful, simplistic, but it's just look to a higher being um, in the time of storm. Total praise. I lift mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. I find it so important that when you or when a person, when I sing well, I have to be so vulnerable and just open my heart and and allow some other being or spirit to enter. And that song, I think, captures it. Um, it's, yeah, I think it's just a beautiful song. Dr. Gale, thank you for kicking off the summer of music. You have been an absolute joy and delight to get to know. Uh, if I wish everyone could hear all of our conversations off the air, but such is the nature of the podcast. <laughs> they have to do with what's right here. I want to thank you so very kindly for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. A wonderful job. What a wonderful job.
is so great. I'm just going to have to bribe her with more lemon ginger spinach smoothies to get her to come back on this show. I certainly hope she will. Uh, like I said, you can't hear all the conversations. Please check out her bio there in the episode description. This amazingly accomplished lady, and yet when we talk, just the most forthcoming, humble person you'll ever talk to. In case you're wondering, although I guess the census department would label me Hispanic or brown or whatever, in terms of style and swagger and music, I'm about the blackest person you're ever going to meet. Once again, thank you so much, Dr. Gail M. Robinson, a Turu from Austin P. State University. Let's go pee. Be a governor for kicking off the summer of music. Thank you for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? My name is Jason <laughs> Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Why webinars send me hate mail. Mm, let me kiss myself.
Satan. Republic thereof. This is the Summer of Music on the Power Performance Podcast. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. Of me and you, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands. And I never knew And I think to myself What a wonderful world Yes I think 